0: Welcome to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the Queer James Bond
1: Podcast. I'm Andrew Wheeler. And I'm Shane Holland.
0: This episode, we are continuing our dream casting of Ian Fleming's Bond novels in publication order with the fourth and fifth novels Diamonds Are Forever and From Russia with Love. Before we get to that, Shane, have you been up to anything Bondy this week?
1: Well, I was going to talk about something that came across uh my news feed, uh which, you know, is curated by some bot that knows absolutely nothing about me. <laughs> and I got this one article that said like, "Ooh, Anna de Armas is be has Oscar buzz about her uh for her role in No Time to Die." And I got super excited because <laughs> I really, really wanted to believe that. And I looked into it, and literally it was just like one article from screenrant.com. Oh. Some aggregate picture site that had like no legs whatsoever i was so disappointed i was so excited to talk about that damn screen
0: rant it is the worst it literally (laughs) is the worst
1: (laughs) always misleading five things you knew about blah 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 and five things you didn't (laughs) i knew all 10 things damn it (laughs) So, uh, just to, like, completely pivot, I want to talk about, like, the pop culture that has sucked me in uh since we spoke last, and I think you're going to, like, whack me over the head for telling me <laughs> to get into this the moment it started, but I uh-huh. binged Yellow Jackets in about the space of a week and my <laughs> god what an experience what incredible storytelling uh it feels like lost meets lord of the flies uh but if the lost riders knew what their plan was right. like it, it, <laughs> it like this is a show that feels like it has an end game and they cannot wait to tell you and you're just going to have to wait 5 seasons to figure it out
0: yeah I mean, the fact that it has the split timeline so that half the show is set contemporarily means they must have an idea where it's going, right? Like,
1: yeah, like we know which (laughs) they know which characters they want to bring back and they know which characters aren't going to come back. And, you know, all shows kind of evolve as they go along. But uh, it feels like there's a very strong uh, writing team and visionary behind this. Uh, And I don't have any of the names in front of me, Um, but uh I, I, yeah, I'm just loving the show and it's such a masterclass in how to build a mystery and have the answers be the most obvious and the most, I don't want to say mundane, but sometimes the answer is exactly what it was going to be. Uh, it just, uh, you know, we're, we're so used to fantastic, storylines and plots that we've kind of become accustomed to you know the big thing happening and when it's actually the small it can be so brilliant and so much more human and i don't know i think uh i think a lot of film and tv could take a take a note from that show
0: i hope it does yeah
1: anyways enough about me what about you what's the bondiest thing that you've done this week andrew uh,
0: so I was listening to Deadline's crew call podcast, uh, which had an interview with Barbara Broccoli on <gasps> it. I, I think Michael G. Wilson was also there, but
1: Barbara's way more interesting. Um, <laughs> that you could—that is pretty much sums up how we feel about Barbara <laughs> Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson in general.
0: Yeah, it's like Michael G. Wilson <laughs> can be in the room, but uh, I'm just waiting for Barbara to speak again. You know, <laughs> um, and I think this interview got like picked up because one of the questions of course that that she's asked is have you given any thought to who the next bond is going to be and she's sticking to the same line as she always is where she's like we're not going to have that conversation we're not even entertaining that
1: conversation until (laughs) did you hear the movies coming back into theaters she says to pivot
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so she's like you know until daniel craig's time is over and it's not over until the the movie is like a memory uh Mm -hmm. we're not talking about it so, But uh, the course of the follow-up question was, well, is Idris Elba still in contention? And she said, no. well, Idris is a great friend of mine and oh. uh, and he, we always, you know, we know he's expressed interest and we always talk. And, you know, just a very like, we're not casting Bond and Idris is a friend of mine. And that's the whole thing, <laughs> which then gets p- picked up by everyone as, oh, Idris Elba's still in the running. Idris Elba's going to be the new James Bond. I maintain he is at, what, 49 years old? He's past the, the the peak for playing.
1: It would have to be such a limited run yeah. for it to be worthwhile. Not and not to say that, you know, actors in Hollywood over the age of 55 can't be action stars. There's plenty who are proving that you can be. Oh yeah. But but I don't know, there there's something about the fact that James is in his mid-30s to mid-forties that I don't know, feels <sighs> appropriate to the job title? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so. So yeah, it's been this uh, this uh, weird situation online where I disagree with both sides of an argument because there's the people <laughs> who are like... Idris Elba should be Bond, he's only 49, Roger Moore was 50 when he became Bond. I'm like, that's not a good case study.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, Let's look at the end of that run and talk. (laughs) Roger
0: Moore was definitely too old in his first movie, let alone his last movie. Um, But then the people who don't want Idris Elba to be Bond are like a bunch of, you know, racists who can barely disguise their, their... Venom so it's like well I don't want to pick either of your sides because I don't think it should be Idris but I do think that it could be Reggae jean Page or, or uh, John Boyega or you know many other black British actors that we've talked about in previous podcasts and maybe some will come up in this podcast we'll see um but it's not Idris anymore I don't think it should be Idris but love him to death and and you know he can be an action hero in his own set of movies
1: Yes, it doesn't all need to be James Bond. Idris is perfectly capable of being a starring vehicle of any kind of franchise if he wanted to.
0: I would think so, yeah. The dumbest comment I saw uh, was a guy saying, Oh, actually, I'm more woke because I don't think Idris should be Bond (laughs) because... Uh, why would a black person be defending empire and colonialism? I'm like, well, that's Uh, that's not... (laughs) You don't know what woke is, number one. (laughs) And number two, (laughs) plenty of black people do serve their country. Um, You know, it's a little more complicated than that, you know? Yeah, the mere fact that you're calling
1: yourself the most woke person in the room is a giant red flag, so...
0: (laughs) No one woke ever calls themselves woke anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. For every episode of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, we recommend a cocktail that matches the theme of the episode or maybe just our mood. This week, Shane, what have you been shaking up?
1: I, like so many others before me, am taking a dry month off. I am for the first time in a couple of years. (laughs) Oh, maybe even before the pandemic started, I'd been drinking at least one drink every day, so I said, (laughs) you know what? I really need to reset. I am not going to drink for January, and I'm going to only allow myself my anniversary and another couple of occasions that are happening in February to drink, but I'm going to try and keep this going for a while. That being said, I am really embracing mocktails, as you have done before me, Uh, (laughs) and I found something so refreshing. Uh, It is definitely not a winter drink, but it feels like a cleansing of the palate, which is definitely what I needed. So I am drinking today a virgin cucumber gimlet. It is uh, four and a half, four to five uh, cucumber slices muddled with one and a half ounces of club soda, an ounce of lime juice and an ounce of simple syrup, all shaken up with ice and strained into a tumbler. And I garnished it with some rolled cucumber and it is just citrusy and sweet and refreshing and yeah absolutely tasty and almost makes me forget that i haven't had a drink in (laughs) three and a half weeks that
0: does sound lovely and it's a it's a balmy minus eight degrees celsius outside so perfect for a refreshing summer drink you know (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) Uh, and I guess this year, since I was dry last year at this time, I guess I'll have to keep drinking this year to keep the podcast, you know, balanced.
1: Alive, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. With the Daniel Craig era behind us, uh, the role of James Bond is currently vacant. And as I said up top, producer Barbara Broccoli has said they won't even begin talking about the new Bond until No Time to Die has finished its run. And of course, it's going back into theatres. So we don't know when that will be.
1: Yes, of course, it is returning for the 60th anniversary of uh, the Bond franchise. So that's exciting. If you haven't seen it in theaters, and, you know, you're living in a place where you can go to a theater, not Uh like here in Ontario, then (laughs) you should absolutely see this film again in IMAX. Uh, However, None of this going to stop us from making our own suggestions as we continue our series fan casting the Fleming novels in publication order. This time we're casting Diamonds Are Forever and From Russia With Love using the novels rather than the movies for our inspiration.
0: We're going to kick off, of course, with Diamonds Are Forever. The 1971 movie sees Bond investigate a diamond smuggling operation led by Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Bond is accompanied by small-time smuggler Tiffany Case and pursued by two gay assassins, Wint and Kidd, and the diamonds are used to power a killer satellite and create international chaos.
1: Wow, what a fantastic plot. Right? Well, let me tell you, in the 1956 <laughs> novel, <laughs> Tiffany and Winton Kidd serve similar roles, but the smuggling pipeline is operated by the Spangled Mob, an American gang led by brothers Jack and Serafimo Spang, who are just in it for the money. The action includes a visit to the old west town of Specterville and a train chase, but not not one single killer satellite is oh, to be seen.
0: Tragic. So we will start our dream casting here, of course, with the man himself. Shane, in our versions of Moonraker, you opted for Dev Patel or Henry Golding. Who is your bond for Diamonds Are Forever?
1: You know, I am still really into Henry Golding as my top choice. There is just something so captivating about him, and he's just so, so good to look at. Mm-hmm. I uh, He's still, I think, my number one choice. But I did have a couple of uh, alternatives uh, who I'm not sure if I've mentioned in the past uh, that were up my sleeve. Um, first, I wanted to mention Alfred Enoch, who most people know as Dean... Uh, something from Harry Potter films. Right. Dean Thomas, there we go. He is, you know, he's in his early 30s, and he is pretty fun to watch, and I don't know, I just think it might be a nice, refreshing change to have a young black man in the role instead of, you know, the Idris Elba conversation of it all. Um, And my other choice would be Ben Barnes, who, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but... My God, he is just gorgeous. <laughs> uh, you would remember him from Prince Caspian in the Chronicles of Narnia film series. Uh, and he is uh, in uh, the Netflix series Shadow and Bone as the Darkling or uh, General Kerrigan. Uh, he's also Jigsaw in the Marvel series The Punisher. So, you know, he is a pretty familiar face if you've seen any of that. Yeah. Um But yeah, he's uh, also only he's 40 years old. So he's right in that golden spot of, you know, starting a career as Bond. Uh, Yeah. So that would be my picks for Bond in this film. How about you for you, Andrew?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm very familiar with Ben Bond. He is a very handsome man who is just getting
1: better and better with with every
0: passing year. So
1: Mm -hmm. he just started a singing career, too. I just find that wild.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Sure. Why not?
1: Yeah. So
0: I had Jonathan Bailey as one of my options last time around, and I've decided what I want to do for Diamonds of Forever is make it as queer as possible.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: So I am sticking with Jonathan Bailey as my Bond for this movie, um, because he is gay and he is the bondiest looking actor so he's he's best known from bridgerton of course um and will be the sort of the male romantic lead in season 2 of bridgerton which comes out this spring fantastic actor uh he's 33 years old so right in the sweet spot for uh, for a first time bond and uh, yeah he is out and proud as a gay man so i would like to see him playing the first gay bond
1: i absolutely love that um i and i loved that choice last time as well uh and i don't know that may override me on uh just because it goes so hand in hand with the rest of my choices i also went for an incredibly queer cast as you will see coming up Mm -hmm. uh shall we talk about tiffany case let's do that so yeah
0: tiffany is uh, uh of course i uh describe her as the glamour cockroach she is uh, a sex worker a hustler a smuggler uh just an all-round brilliant crook uh i we're gonna have similar similar casting choices here uh right down to the show that they're best known for because ah! i went with india moore for oh my god i
1: really flipped <laughs> uh, i went with uh michaela J. mj rodriguez uh who is also the star of pose yeah that's so funny. It was really a toy cost. T- <laughs> toy <cost>? coin toss. Coin toss. Coin toss. It was such a coin cost. Coin toss. Coin coin turn. Co- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you just call me a turncoat? Um yeah, I-, I mean how queer and awesome would that be? I mean it- I think we both really want to uh, I kind of honor the legacy that black trans women have in as like empowered sex workers uh who fight for who have like fought for other people's rights um and i yeah i i think that would be a really fun turn of events in a stale franchise
0: yeah i think it's the same same basic instinct here is that yeah having a a queer trans woman of color uh play a prostitute some people would say that's degrading or demeaning but actually in terms of like visibility I think it's so important to elevate a character like that and to show you know, show them as strong and surviving and to put a spotlight on the the plight of of trans sex workers. Tiffany, I've said many times, it's one of my favorite characters. So it is only the highest praise uh that I would choose India Moore for, for that role.
1: And I just wanna say my backup if I was gonna make this like the straightest version of this film. <laughs> It would have to be Anya Taylor-Joy, who you you would know from The Queen's Gambit. She just is, uh, she's a bit of an it girl right now, and I think she could deliver what the film asks for, but obviously our first choice is the right choice.
0: Wint and Kid. So we have the uh, psychopathic gay uh, double act um, that are, in our view, potentially fantastic characters. The movie doesn't always know what to do with them.
1: I went with a few actors who I think are known for uh, being kind of gay brutes, I'll say. <laughs> uh, so my first choice was Guillermo Diaz, who I think most people would remember from Weeds and uh, what's that Dave Chappelle film? Half Baked. He is like the co-star in Half Baked. Hilarious. It's from the 90s. I mean, it's a terrible film. He was hilarious in it. Um so Guillermo Diaz, absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. My second choice, Wentworth Miller, who I think most people know from Prison Break, uh, who is gorgeous and just aging wonderfully. And I think has always played very physical characters. Uh, and I could really see him as a street tough in a 1950s gay gang. Uh, and then I think, uh, those two are kind of, they have to be, one of them has to be Wint, uh, but they can't both be Winter Kid. The <laughs> the kid of it all has to be Colton Haynes, who is just like you know a pretty boy and is also a bit of a badass if you remember him from arrow uh and teen wolf i i just love that pretty pretty white face so that would be my choices for Winton kid uh
0: yes he is very pretty very Abercrombie. um i (laughs) i went in a slightly different direction i chose two uh comedic performers for the roles because i wanted them to be able to bring some sort of you know some wit to the chemistry um so i went with titus burgess as my wint (laughs) and joel kim booster as my kid
1: oh my god that's incredible i love it uh
0: i want them to sort of lean into the you know the the catty queer uh characters that they can be um i think they could probably both do menace and you know they are both physical presences as well and i could buy them as a couple so you know
1: love it i think that's incredible casting Now, for, I I mean, it's the joint role of Jack and Seraphimo Spang, right? Uh, Isn't it, uh, aren't they the same character in the novel? It's been so long since we've (laughs) talked about it that I forget. (laughs) They they are
0: different people, but I think they are, like, interchangeable, pretty much. Um, There's no reason they shouldn't be.
1: The same character, right. I think we even meet one in the beginning of the book and never, ever see them again. So it is plausible <laughs> that they could be the same person. Yeah. In which case, I have chosen one actor to represent them both, and that would be Wilson Cruz, a, a verifiable hottie and queer icon.
0: yes wilson Cruz is fantastic i've i've been saying i want wilson Cruz to show up in the second season of yellow jackets as the uh the boyfriend that we barely oh yeah and, um <laughs> because he's a 90s uh tv superstar and that's the main casting criteria for being in yellow jackets i think <laughs> uh, love it for my jack and serafima i've actually decided to go with jack and serafima spang um but again played by one actor in both roles so i've gone for jinx monsoon as my uh spang siblings. Oh my god. I, I want Jinx to play Jack as, you know, the butch and then Serafima as the, the glam. Um and I think that they would be uh fantastic in both roles and be able to bring that sort of sinister menace to, to a good Bond villain role.
1: Oh my God. Yours is like the campiest version. (laughs) Uh, It's much closer to, you know, the 71 film, and I'm loving it. (laughs) I I have, I have like gone for like, we are following the script as a Bible, people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You are, you are adapting the book. I'm remaking the movie with the book's plot.
1: (laughs) Oh, incredible. two sides of the co- same <laughs> toin. um so let's talk about our felix lighters here yes uh yeah, I
0: had Dave Franco as my previous Felix Leiter, but of course Felix Leiter can change every movie uh if he mm-hmm. wants to. So I've decided to go for a non binary Felix this time around. I'm mm. casting Asia Kate Dillon in the role. Um Asia Kate Dillon is best known from the show Billions, uh, but has also cropped up in you know, was in one of the John Wick movies, um Master of None. Billions is definitely where they are best known from. And uh, yeah, they are one of the standout non-binary actors in the world today. And I feel like they would make a great um, like FBI heavy.
1: Absolutely love that choice. Mine is so much more boring. Um, I went <laughs> because I am clearly adapting a 1950s style version of this novel. Uh, I went with Kurt Yeager, who is uh, a stuntman turned actor uh from ncis and the hbo series quarry uh who has a prosthetic leg and i was really going to lean heavily into a felix who is recovered from the events of live and let die
0: right that's great yeah i'm looking at pictures of him now he's got butch daddy realness
1: and I've, I've, like, heard him talk in interviews, and he has a very, like, uh, slightly southern good old boy quality to him as well that, you know, is pretty much as he's portrayed in the novel.
0: Nice. For M, who have you got there?
1: I am absolutely loving ian glenn in everything he does and i'm watch i'm like binging the last season of titans right now and he's so silly and fantastic as bruce wayne in it i would love to see him as m
0: yeah Ian glenn i've never thought of him as m but yeah he has got the gravitas and the sort of um he would be a very suave sexy
1: m yes yes and very weary just very tired yes
0: I had a couple of options here. I was I was thinking Fiona Shaw because again I'm casting all queer actors in my yes. roles. Um the only problem there is that Fiona Shaw plays basically M in Killing Eve. You know, the uh, her character yeah. in that show is very, you know, it's an intelligence head. So it's the same. Um so instead I, I I thought you know who I really want to put in this role. It's the same person I cast as Luelia Ponsonby last time around. <laughs> so uh Tania Miller uh, from oh. haunting a Bly Manor, she, Luilia has been promoted to head of section.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, and what is, a career! Right, bump.
0: <laughs> it's it's unexpected, but uh, but there you go. Sometimes careers take a take a swerve. Um, so yeah, that's a
1: great choice, though. I mean, such a like just such a powerful looking woman. Yes, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. She's got a great intensity, but also she can deliver softness. Um,
1: I think she would make a really compelling mm-hmm. M absolutely love it should we talk about uh, technical aspects of our casting here mm-hmm so I as campy as yours is I really <laughs> I I wanted to kind of also bring some camp into what I've I clearly saw as a very serious uh, cast list yeah uh, and so I thought who does camp better with a terrible cast than justin lynn just watch the most recent fast and furious movies and you'll know what i'm talking about like these people are all like in the most serious dramas they've ever been in in the craziest fucking films that's true uh so i think justin lynn would have a good handle on this uh cast of quirky characters i put together uh but i am so excited to hear which icon you've chosen for your director
0: <laughs> i have chosen someone that i think could handle the quirk and the weirdness, I have chosen the Russian doll director, Leslie Headland. Oh um, you know Russian Doll is one of the, the great breakout sort of shows of the last few years and I think Leslie Hedlund, uh is quirky enough and interesting enough and queer enough that that she could bring a great sensibility to this movie
1: Really love that, that sounds very fun What musical act do you think you would have in this uh, fantastic faggy film of yours?
0: I mean you want it to be outre, you want it to be queer, you want it to be camp It's Lil Nas X baby
1: it's Lil Nas X. That's absolutely right. You are not wrong. Uh, the second time we've basically agreed today. Yeah, L- there's only one choice for a new Diamonds Are Forever song. Yeah. Let Let's talk about some of the you know the minor acts in this film, of which there are a bunch.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, there are some some great little uh, minor roles here. So Shady Tree, who is a terrible stand-up comic in the movie, but is a sort of jeweler fence in the uh the book if i'm remembering correctly
1: horse trader and, yeah. and go and go to man between the spangs and the detroit mob or something anyways i went with clint howard who is just great at playing greasy how about you i went with
0: harvey feierstein i mean <laughs>
1: right the, the queer clint <laughs> howard i love it
0: <laughs> for ernie curio the uh the cabbie who whose life gets uh imperiled and I think ended uh unclear very unclear uh by Bond um this role I initially I was going to go with Leia Delaria because I think Leia Delaria would (laughs) be an amazing amazing
1: cabbie should be in a Bond film for sure.
0: Right? But then I thought, because I've got Leslie Hedland as the director, even though she's not queer as far as I know, Natasha Leon should have a cameo in this movie. Oh, so, yeah. And Natasha Leon's accent as a, as a cabbie would just be perfect.
1: Oh, absolutely. So much better uh, than my choice of Tyler Posey, who I think most <laughs> people remember from Teen Wolf. <laughs> you just wanted to put
0: another pretty boy in the cast. That's, That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. And then we have uh, the home team. Do you have a, a Moneypenny a Q or a Bill Tanner in the in this movie?
1: I do, actually. Uh, ever since my binge of Yellow Jackets, it's reminded me and the world how amazing Melanie Linsky is, and how awesome would it be to see Melanie Linsky in the role of Money Penny. I think she has the right sass and the right sexuality to really make that role a standout. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I also uh, still love my choice of Gwendolyn Christie for Bill Tanner. uh, And I have thought maybe we've talked about him as a director before, but Mm -hmm. it would kind of be fun to see Richard Ayawade as Q in the Bond films.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he would be great in that role. He would be bringing Ben wishore esque energy, but, uh, but could also take it in a different direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where my thinking was going. Uh, how about for you? Do you have any home team members in mind?
0: The only one I'm casting this time around is is my new Q. Um, I needed a, a new queer cue. Obviously, Ben Wishaw could come back and serve the role, but I've decided to go for someone that has a bit more of that weird energy of uh, of a uh, sort of. You know, an older, daffier cue. So it's going to be Miriam Margulies. uh, (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) (laughs) That snaps. (laughs) (laughs) She is the new uh, weapons expert and uh, quartermaster of MI6 this time. Another...
1: Another character or another actor who I believe would not understand the lines that they're saying, <laughs> but would deliver it just so perfectly that it wouldn't matter. Yeah.
0: And would be able to do the exasperation that we love to see in a queue. So, you know. That's <laughs> I love that. Um, in a further evidence of, of the different movies that we are making, <laughs> uh, we always have an option for any characters that we would port in from the movie to our book adaptation. And I see that you have opted not to
1: well you put the the movie characters as willard white plenty o'toole blofeld bambi and thumper and yes i just wrote no thank you uh i i i don't think we need to remake uh the film we need to rethink the film uh but i i know that that is like sacrilege to you as i've immediately ruled out your two of your favorites or yes. three of your favorites plenty bambi and thumper so please tell me who you're casting is plenty and who you're (laughs) casting is bambi and who you're casting is thumper
0: uh you know me so well Uh, yes um i i decided because because i'm having a gay james bond but keeping tiffany as as a woman, um so therefore she would not be a romantic interest. We need someone else for him to sleep with in the movie, so we need a plenty o'Toole a plenty <laughs> o'Toole
1: be, name for himself <laughs> name for himself.
0: Well, I decided a, a more masculine name would be Maxim o'Toole um, <laughs> and I'm casting fraffy from uh the Hawkeye t v show.
1: As, oh my God! Yes, <laughs>
0: he he looks like he could be a Vegas hustler to me. Um, Maybe just in my dreams, but uh, I'm I'm here for those dreams. So he's a very athletic and handsome, but but interesting looking um, young actor. And again, he's queer, like everyone in my cast except Natasha Lyonne, as far as I know. <laughs> um, and then for Bambi and Thumper, I thought, well, I need i need people who can dance like that's the real priority here people who know how to do a high kick and a split and throw themselves all over the stage so i've gone for naomi smalls and laganja estranger as work. bambi work, and-
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> i cannot wait to see this movie <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, two of Ru- Ru-
0: RuPaul's Drag Race's finest dancing queens. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe the setting here is like a drag club where they're trying to, you know, get information on. There's no Willard White in my
1: movie. There's no, there's no Blofeld. <laughs> they're um, at the RuPaul's Work the World, uh, stage show in Las Vegas. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. And, and um, yeah,
0: Jonathan Bailey gets his ass handed to him by two fierce drag queens, you know?
1: oh man oh that's i'm crying that's so brilliant (laughs) so uh that's our uh
0: diamonds are forever is there anything else that you wanted to bring over from the movies or any other key creatives that you had in mind
1: Honestly, you've just blown me away so much. I thought mine would be a little campy, but I, I, I didn't know what full camp would be until I saw your list here. So I, thank you for that.
0: I came into this one with a mission, Shane. Yeah, I, I know
1: you did. Like, if
0: I'm going to get to make my favorite movie of all time, well, not probably not true, but one of my favorite movies of all time, if I get to remake that my own way, then we are turning it all the way up to 12, baby.
1: Yeah, that's the only way to do it.
0: (laughs) 11 is for the straights, (laughs) 12 is where it's at. But yeah, I would definitely try to keep it closer to the book. Uh, Like, we wouldn't have, as I said, no Willard White, no Blofeld, none of that stuff. No satellite in outer space. But I think, like, you do need something for the diamonds to lead you to other than just oh we want to have lots of diamonds
1: and it can't end with a train crash off screen there, no. there needs to be yeah that end piece still needs to be reworked uh from the novel to the film like it just doesn't quite work so yeah there's there's something that you could tweak there to make it really fabulous and fun
0: yeah i think specterville a great setting and i want to yeah. see it uh but i just don't know what you would do there but it would be not exactly what's in the book for sure much more bombastic <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, let us take a giant pivot, I think, uh, <laughs> from the gaudy camp of diamonds to r- the severe gray landscape of uh, Eastern Europe in From Russia with Love. The 1963 movie version involves a plot by the criminal organization Spectre to discredit Bond by luring him into a honeypot trap with the beautiful Tatiana Romanova and the promise of a lector cipher machine. And then eliminate him at the hands of the assassin red grant the plot of
0: the 1957 novel is exactly the same except the plan to destroy bond is orchestrated by the soviet intelligence operation smirsch and the cipher machine is called a specter so if smirsch has a specter it's the novel and if specter has a lector it's
1: the movie oh my god what (laughs) is that clear yeah (laughs) Uh, as clear as it's ever going to be (laughs) so let's start once again with our choice of bond andrew are you sticking or twisting
0: i'm sticking um this is going to be the end of my jonathan bailey
1: trilogy i think of uh, Ooh, a trilogy yeah not been done yet but i love it uh, uh,
0: yeah isn't that strange that there hasn't been a three-time bond yet there's all the other numbers from one to seven <laughs> but not a three um so yeah jonathan bailey i will try to think of a new bond next time around but i just wanted to stick with him for one last queer bond movie um so, what about you?
1: I am. Um, I think I'm sticking with Henry Golding still. Uh, but I also, for this one in particular, just wanted to throw in a possibly a hint of something different with mm-hmm. Joshua Orpin, uh, who plays Superboy on the TV series Titans and is just absolutely gorgeous. He's beautiful. Uh, yeah, uh, he's a new. Uh, he's a Kiwi actor. Uh, and I think uh, he he does a, an American accent pretty well. I'm pretty sure he's good at accents in general. I, I, I think I'd like to see him in this role. I'd like to see him in
0: anything. I mean, or nothing. Or nothing. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's a, a
1: uh, large,
0: creamy boy. And uh, and we love to see it.
1: <laughs> but I w- want to talk about Tatiana Romanova. <laughs> uh if you have seen the film Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, you'll remember the iconic opening scene with the princess and the pearl, and she's absolutely gorgeous. And that princess is played by Sasha Luss, uh, who also appears as Anna in the TV series Anna. And she is just blonde and like alabaster skinned and mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous and totally Russian. And I just really wanted to capture... uh you know, that kind of, that quality that uh, you feel from the, from the movie more so than the novel.
0: Yeah, I I don't know Sasha Luss, but I'm looking at pictures of her now, and she should be in a Bond movie, 100%. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how has that not happened yet? Um, so again, I'm going to do some gender playing around here, because if if it's a gay James Bond, and the plot involves making a sex tape to discredit the agent, then the honey trap has to be a guy, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I did initially think if it was going to be Tatiana, I was actually going to put Anya Taylor-Joy in here. Um, she has some, like, you know, Young Garbo-esque qualities to her. She would make a very convincing uh natasha natalia sorry um but if it's a boy i'm going with yannick schumann who is a german actor and like all casting directors ever i just don't discriminate between people with slavic accents
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly i uh, struggled with that part in this casting (laughs)
0: Uh, it's close enough uh yannick schumann is a very pretty blonde blue-eyed Gay German actor, and I think he would be fantastic in uh, in the role of the tempter. Temp- tempter temp yeah uh <laughs> tempster temp- tempster yeah. <laughs> <Teamster>. um, <laughs> he's he's not particularly well known uh he's mostly appeared in german uh productions so he was in the monster hunter movie that we we watched together uh, a few months mm-hmm. back uh but uh, he so you know, pretty so pretty fleeting uh fleeting appearance but he was very pretty in that and i follow him on instagram so i'm very aware of everything he's making in germany um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's time for him to break through into a uh, language I can speak.
1: Um, love it. Great <laughs> choice. I I love that uh the Jonathan Bailey has really informed all of your choices for these last three novels. Oh for sure. It, it's working <laughs> for me. Uh I want to talk about Red Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh have you also done a gender swap here? Uh, I I don't even know what to expect anymore, Andrew.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, I went back and forth on this because yeah, if if you swap Tatiana, do you also swap Grant because there is that sexual tension potentially between the characters, and and I obviously I like that, but then you have very few women in the uh, in the movie, and and I don't like that so much. Uh, so I did, in fact, I thought about Chris Hemsworth because I would love to see him in a towel getting punched oh, in the yeah. stomach. Oh, um, yes, please. I thought about Brian J. Smith from Sense Eight because he's another gay actor mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. beefy as hell. Um, yes, but in the end. Gender swapped, Red Grant. There's only one actor, and you've already named her previously. It's Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn babe. Christie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie is an asexual, um like
1: killing machine, automaton of death. Mm. Yeah. I, basically, she's already done the role. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? I see you have some choices. Yeah, I. So if we're sticking with the henry golding option then i think uh that red grant should probably also be a little more into his 40s and i think the obvious irish white boy choices are michael fassbender and jamie dornan michael fassbender has i think long been ruled out of the bond role but what a great anti-bond he would make right yeah that's Uh, true and and i mean jamie dornan gorgeous, but he also has kind of a dead-eyed look about him <laughs> that I think you need in this role. Um, but i I love my this actual choice, which I would stick to, which is Jack Rayner, another irish actor irish american <laughs> actor uh, who people would recognize from midsummer he plays the boyfriend in the bear suit and I mean talk about dead eyed and beautiful <laughs> and also menacing i I think Jack would be a really fun choice to play red grant
0: yeah he's he's
1: very pretty Jack mm-hmm. Reynor. Um,
0: yes, love him. Would again, would love to see him dressed in just a towel, getting uh, punched in the stomach.
1: Yeah, that's or less. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're making the movie. <laughs> I did uh, I just did some deep diving for Darko Karim because I really like casting people based on where they're from uh, instead of trying to cast people uh, who could possibly fit the role if you know what I mean mm-hmm. Um so I went with actual uh, Turkish actors who are working uh, kind of abroad and I don't I must be honest I don't know any of them but these three that I've chosen all look like they could like fit this role of Darko Karim perfectly so I'm going to ask you to look up uh haluk ps
0: uh oh oh, hello haluk ps oh my goodness hi (laughs) yes
1: he is absolutely daddy material he is gorgeous uh and he is a pretty big he's been a pretty big star in turkey for over 20 years i think um and then my other two choices are also just uh, gorgeous and slight daddy vibes (laughs) can can you man (laughs) Uh, The great classic Christina
0: Aguilera song, Can You Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Oh, hello. He can take me out to dinner. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My goodness, that man
1: has a lot of abdominal muscles. Yes, Um, and a great beard. Oh, my God. Great beard, great Uh, head of hair. What do they put in the shampoo in Turkey? Oh, thickener, baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And last, but certainly not least, is Mehmet Akif Alicourt.
0: Oh, this is the, uh, this is the kill you and you'll say thank you version, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looks deadly. Um,
1: yes, a Turkish actor, model, and apparently weightlifter, and yeah, uh i mean we don't like the character of darko in the novel but i think with some clever casting and a complete change of the dialogue <laughs> yeah, we could make this work well
0: if nothing else you've given me some new people to follow on instagram so you're welcome <laughs> I've, I've only ever been to, to turkey uh once and i never left the airport because it was just a stopover um but even from there the men my goodness it's it's a it's a real shame. It's illegal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, if only you could do anything about it.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, Grindr still works.
1: Anyway, uh, <laughs> who have you chosen in this role? Well,
0: I did. I did do the same thing initially of looking for looking up Turkish actors um, and saw many absurdly handsome men. Um, uh, so I considered going the same route. And then I thought, well, what about Turkish-American actors? And a name came up, a name that's not that dissimilar to Darko Karim. Darcy Carden is a Turkish-American actor. Um, You will know her as Janet in The Good Place. This is a huge departure if she were to play the role of the head of intelligence in Istanbul. uh,
1: But I want to see it. Oh, Oh my god. Once again <laughs> blowing my mind. I mean, that's wonderful. She would just be
0: Darcy Karim, you know? It's Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder if she's also a horrible human being who (laughs) enslaves women, uh, for devious purposes.
0: Maybe. I mean, it's not like, uh, evil lesbians are not canon for this novel. (laughs) No. (laughs) But maybe, maybe we wouldn't go quite so dark with Darko in the, uh. This no no I, I
1: i think we're both agreed there that we can make some structural changes yeah. to this fantastic novel oh yeah <laughs> well i i andrew I, I, you're just gonna blow my mind once more i'm sure <laughs> but who have you chosen for rosa kleb
0: rosa kleb is a is a tough role and i uh you know i thought about casting you know obviously casting someone russian would be great casting someone slavic mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. be great but mm-hmm. then i thought of an actor who i love who i just think could inhabit the butchness of the role really well and that is rachel house i can hear you googling even now mm-hmm. <laughs> rachel house is best known actually from the movie thor ragnarok where she plays uh, jeff goldblum's right hand woman topaz
1: oh oh my god yes she's, oh yes <laughs> she also has appeared in all
0: taika waititi's movies like she's a new zealand actor um she's uh, like a terrific comic performer but obviously she can also bring some serious gravitas um she's one of the voices in moana uh yeah she's so good she is not the least bit russian she's an indigenous (laughs) actor um but and i don't know if she's queer or not but i think she would be a terrifying rosa clip
1: absolutely love that choice uh i went with someone who uh, is also not russian um (laughs) but someone who i think uh helped awaken the love of independent film and just crazy film uh franca potenta the star Mm. of run lola run is just one of my favorite german actress actors and Uh, i think she also has a bit of a lot lenya vibe about her as she's grown older and yeah i think if we're looking for someone who could play butch and cunning and smart uh that would be my choice
0: oh that's interesting yeah i would not have thought of Potente because i can only really remember her as like a nubile 20 something (laughs) um but yeah i think she would be able to to slay in the role that leads us to M, and I'm sticking with Tania Miller for this movie.
1: I'm sticking with Ian Glenn.
0: Yeah, solid choices. Uh, yes. So how about director this time around?
1: I wanted someone who could take a, a franchise, a property, some IP that we really know, and kind of turn it on its head. So I went with Ryan Johnson.
0: That's a great choice. hes I mean, he does comedy well. He does... He can action do, yeah.
1: superbly he uh, can do
0: noirish elements um
1: the last jedi i think will always be the most underrated star wars film uh people just hate it but i think what he was trying to do with that film was incredible uh and i i can i, I would hope that he could take the source material and do the same here
0: well speaking of people who have done directed widely derided disney franchise movies <laughs> uh <laughs> I have gone with Chloe Zhao for. Oh wow! Yeah, she is someone that can capture the beauty of of a location better than anyone. I would love to see Chloe Zhao capturing a a, a a Istanbul sunset and you know infusing that warm honey light into the sort of street scenes.
1: Oh yeah, I imagine that would light up the whole Eastern European section of the novel too. Uh,
0: and for musical act, um, I had a couple of choices here. This is I finally found a. Russian to put in my movie um, <laughs> finally I uh, I went with uh, either yeah if I was going to go the Russian route it was going to be Regina Spector who is uh, a great Russian American musical act my other option was to have a, a duet of two underappreciated performers both of whom have been or will be so- singers for uh, our goodbye song um, so Elizaveta, who is a Russian opera singer and uh, pianist. Um, you will hear a little bit of her at the end of the episode. And uh, Natasha Atlas, who, of course, is this amazing Egyptian-slash-Belgian uh, singer who did that amazing version of You Only Live Twice uh, that mm. we played out with on a previous episode. So they both give you the sort of East meets West uh, that is so crucial to this storyline. Um, a little bit of Russia, a little bit of middle east um and their voices together would be something magical what about you
1: i went with uh someone whose music haunts me in the best way uh christine and the queens uh french artist uh her music is kind of electro pop synthy edm meets indie rock it's really cool she's so cool uh she's teamed up with so many artists in the past i love songs that she's done with Haim. uh yeah just really funky and raw sounding too perfect
0: um and then we have our optional roles uh so from the novel we have g the head of russian intel we have bonds made may um we have a bunch of romany characters that do appear in both the novel and the movie Mm -hmm. um and so what have you got for us there
1: i went with someone who i recognized as uh kind of a german heavy or or sorry a russian heavy uh he was uh the baddie in the hitman's bodyguard film uh with ryan reynolds and samuel l jackson his name is yuri kolokolnikov Uh, and he just looks like he could be the head of a assassination organization
0: oh he's rather handsome though
1: oh absolutely yes he looks (laughs) like he could be he could he could beat you up in a fight but you'd want to to let him
0: (laughs) he's he's kind of angelic for a thug um okay (laughs) all right this is filling me with uh with all kinds of ideas. Um, I went the <laughs> more the old man, uh, route for this one. I considered. What's Mikhail Baryshnikov doing right now? Because he's acted. Oh, my God. And that would just be, like, (laughs) iconic. Um, But he hasn't acted in a while, and he's been old for a while now. So maybe he's uh, enjoying his retirement. So uh, I've got Donald Sutherland and Frank Langella as my options.
1: Ooh, Um, Donald Sutherland, always a great choice. Yeah,
0: like, the guy just plays great villains. Um, So, yeah. Uh, you haven't chosen anyone for May I'm shocked shocked
1: <laughs> um, I, you know what I, I honestly was thinking maybe Miriam Mar- Margulies but <laughs> I thought that was too demeaning so I could not <laughs> that's fair
0: yeah it, it isn't it isn't the plummest of roles which is why I considered maybe Lulu could do it
1: uh, oh my god I on I looked at Lulu too I was looking at like famous Scots and <laughs> Lulu was at the top of the page I was like maybe that <laughs> it would be fun to bring her back. I'm so, yeah, maybe it is Lulu for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: just just a half day. She just has to come in. She has to deliver some waspy lines and then she's gone. It's fine um so yeah lulu was an option phyllis logan uh who is Ooh. the housekeeper in in downton abbey um i mean it's a little bit typecasting and then shirley henderson who is a fantastic a scottish actor who this is well beneath um <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah well, that's the problem with this role is that <laughs> whoever you cast like you have to give a shit role to <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: yeah maybe it's a recurring role you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well uh, you will see it probably is yes (laughs) love it
0: and then for the uh the Roma characters
1: i gotta say i struggled so hard with this because i didn't know how to do this right uh and uh, yeah i i just bowed out of the race on this one so please tell me that you did not (laughs)
0: <laughs> i could not think of any well i mean you know i looked for romani uh actors um because it seemed like uh the thing to do mm-hmm. it's very hard to find people who who are uh successful romani actors who have like any kind of name recognition and i assume that's probably partly prejudice and mm-hmm. and tied to the prejudice i think there probably are many people with romani heritage who just don't advertise it um it's so hard to know but also if you are a romani person you can come from anywhere in the world so yes there is no like one ethnic type to be uh roma so i would say if we were casting Vida and zora first of all we would throw out the whole thing about them fighting over a man Um, oh yeah maybe just get some like a romani dance troupe some people who are artists who could use the spotlight and 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 would be creating a, a showcase of romani culture and that would be
1: i it. mean that's perfectly classic bond film to throw yeah. in an actual artistic uh, endeavor that gets you know too little screen time <laughs> that we would probably dissect and say, who is this for? Yes. What is this? What is going on yeah. here? Um,
0: I did have an option for Vavra. Um, and it is the Anglo-Iranian actor Kayvan Novak he's very funny and he has great presence and he's hottie oh he is he's best known for for being Nandor in what we do in the shadows which I have been just ingesting (laughs) over the past couple of days yeah I've loved him since the movie Four Lions which he was fantastic in Uh, he's so funny and so charming and as Nandor he's kind of already dressed like Vavra it's (laughs) like the you know the sort of the super luxe uh, sort of regal outfits. just add a curved dagger and you've got uh, a really good favre He's not, as far as I know, have, he doesn't have any Romani heritage, but he is Iranian, um, and that is uh, certainly a place that has plenty of Roma.
1: I mean, that's just a great choice in general. He's so beautiful, and you're right, so very funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: home team characters, are you adding anyone to the the, the list?
1: No, no, I think I'm going to stick with my choices from last time, Uh uh just to continue with the theme particularly if i'm continuing with henry golding as my bond that would be <laughs> like, melanie linsky as money penny gwendolyn christie as bill tanner and richard ayawade as q how about yeah. for you
0: yeah i just mary muggleys is gonna is gonna come back yeah. um yeah I, I considered i think thomas brody sangster would make a great q
1: um mm. but maybe i'll
0: hold him over for the next time you know
1: Mm, uh, yeah he he, oh he has that wiry look that would work yeah
0: (laughs) uh and then for movie characters the only real imports we have here are sylvia trench and blofeld i don't think there's a place for either one of them in this movie
1: no but i think there is a place for tiffany k so i say bring back mj rodriguez or india moore
0: oh yeah that would be nice uh
1: is there anything else that you'd want to port over or any other changes updates that you'd want to make i feel like we've broken it down pretty much pretty well and pretty recently as well
0: yeah no it's true people can go back and listen to our episodes on the novels and the movies um to see what we thought of both but uh yeah the from rush with love is still one of the most faithful adaptations so um i i think there's nothing much that needs to change
1: perfect well, I, it's not as campy as your last one, but I think this would be a really fitting and fun end to your Jonathan Bailey trilogy.
0: Yes, which I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for that to become a reality. And uh, is this the end of your Henry Golding uh, era, do you think?
1: Uh- I think so. I think I also need to switch it up for next time, uh, particularly based on the source material. Should be very exciting. Okay.
0: Well, join us in a few months' time. We're only going to do these episodes every once in a while, um, and we need to get through the books to do that. So um, by the time we do the next casting episode, maybe we'll know who the new Bond is.
1: Oh, that would be so exciting. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Next time on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, we are going back to Cleopatra Jones. Oh. It is time for the second Cleopatra Jones movie, Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold.
1: Chills. I, I, my, the hair is literally standing <laughs> up on my arm. I got so excited when you said that.
0: The, yeah, this was when they still thought maybe there would be a franchise, Tamara Dobson would get to do like a whole long run and then maybe be replaced by another incredible actor. Uh, No, we only ever got two Cleopatra Jones movies, but we are going to go visit the last of them. Um, It takes things in a slightly wilder direction than the first. No Um, kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, But Matthew and Melvin Johnson are back. Um, and this time, the uh, the villainess is referred to as Dragon Lady. That should give you an idea of where we're oh. headed oh no
1: <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. we are going to commit some hate crimes in a couple of weeks time you can follow kiss kiss bang bang on twitter and instagram at KKBBPod, or please send us non-threatening messages at kiss bang at gmail.com you can also follow our individual twitter accounts at wheeler and at shane came back please don't forget to share, like, rate, and review, review Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on your preferred podcasting and social media platforms. Our graphics, as always, are provided by the incredibly talented Carl Shura, and you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Carl Shura. that's S-H-U-R-A. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is recorded in Toronto, on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. We acknowledge that we are settlers on unceded territory. And you know, we love to end every episode with a fantastic piece of Bond-related music, and Andrew, what have you got for us to cap off this fantastic week?
0: well I mentioned her earlier in the episode Elizaveta Kripnova who is a as I said a, an American Russian American uh, singer and pianist and this song meant uh, was on my old uh, James Bond sounder like playlist that I used to, to have on one of the streaming services a, a while ago <laughs> and I, I sort of rediscovered it uh, looking for a song for this episode because I said she's Russian and this song definitely sounds to me like a lost bond song
1: Silence can heal. I know it can kill. Mm -mm -mm, I feel it's
0: current.
1: Oh my god, it's got got the bond chord in there, it's got the rhythm, Uh, it's haunting. This is a perfect choice.
0: Yeah,
1: I could care less you 've never heard meant
0: by Elizaveta uh, I recommend you check it out I mean you're listening to it right now but go and give her some views and some uh, some some plays
1: you can don't want you to see
0: we will be back with you in two weeks time to revisit miss Cleopatra Jones thank you so much for listening and until then kiss kiss,
1: kiss. bang
0: bang